taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 it's your boy T.O. As you know, it's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's the motherfucking Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Coming to you live, direct, Heart Studios, Baltimore City. What is up? The first official football yo. weekend. Hey, hey, and you We're know what here. else it is? You know what else it is? What is it? Uh, our fucking relaunch. Our yes, fucking relaunch. Uh, I wish More I importantly. The, yeah, I, I, I should have been going <laughs> Don't let me leave this for uh, Should leave with that. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, not only is it opening week for football, uh, we did get a boring ass game this Thursday. Super boring. Uh, but yeah, football is back. I'm not complaining. Whatever. It, What's it's back? all good. Uh, What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I said, peace, what, what, yeah, peace, I don't know what. what <laughs> whatever you said is back is yeah, not back. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, football is back, but uh, so is the Fade Podcast. This is uh, the first official episode of our essentially like our relaunch we we kind of gathered the forces together you know realigned some things brought some people on you know we're doing a lot of fucking things right now i'm excited you know yeah um, so just in case yeah. anybody uh, doesn't know what happened was we got involved in a sex scandal some sexual assault allegations yeah so we had to change the name and relaunch yeah, yeah. you've seen other companies yeah. do it a million times yeah before. none of that happened none of that is yeah, true yeah, at no. all uh, <laughs> the name is still the fade podcast and more importantly yeah we got those nobody uh, got intro for any sort of sexual harassment yeah, we got those cases sealed <laughs> Those documents are not public. Yeah, one day you will regret all these conversations that we're having. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I'm very excited. Um, you know, I, of course, you know, uh, I, I you know appreciate uh, we in the building with us. We have uh, uh, Addy Addy Play, uh, longtime friend of mine, longtime uh, collaborator. Uh, worked together for for a number of years. Also behind the scenes, we've got uh, Sergio uh, as well. Uh, so shout out to both of them. Um, we we hope to uh, to really get things pushing with the podcast uh, because we we have their assistance. Uh, but uh, we, we are pressed for time, uh, so we're just going to jump right into the shit. Let's get into it. Um, but before we we head to our our trailers, I just you know I got this segment that I kind of want to do this week, last week. Um, so right before we talk about Dune, which you, we can kill those real quick. Um, Let's talk about this real quick, okay? Um, s- first, I want to I want to talk about Skip Bayless. That's the first one I okay. want to talk about, okay? Uh, you know, because uh, I got to get this out of skip, skip. a skill. Skip. Uh, I got to get this out of the way real quick. Uh, so Skip Bayless is a full on piece of shit. Let's just let's just can we settle on that? Is that okay? I generally, that- gen- generally. And yeah. genuinely, yeah, he's having, yeah. he's having a hard, hard time now. <laughs> Disagree with Skip Bayless on most things. It's not even about disagreement with him on most things. It's just about him. He's just an asshole. Like, like, like that's his brand, right? Like, that's his brand of personality. Yeah. Is he's the villain. Asshole, he looks right? like the villain. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. He he looks the part. He plays the part. Um. So the reason why I'm saying he's an asshole is because, uh, you know, for those who haven't heard, Dak Prescott came out and said that, hey, he's struggling with uh, mental health because his his brother recently passed mm-hmm. away and he just re- revealed that um, uh, that he his brother committed suicide. So, the, you know, uh, nobody, I, I guess, knew exactly why his brother had passed, thought it was like natural means and, and it turns out it was suicide. So Dak was saying, hey, he was dealing with, uh, you know, depression based on that. But also even before his brother passed, he was dealing with depression, thinking about his mom who passed away, I think, from cancer, mm-hmm. uh, that he was having a hard time. He's uh, lost a few that. family he, members he's in few family like members. recent months. Exactly. And um, he uh, and he was saying at the beginning of quarantine, he like all these feelings were rushing to him. And it makes sense. Right. Because, you know, if you're an athlete and you've been basically on go since like fucking middle school, you know, being prepared to go to high school, then playing from high school to college, like it's just nonstop. So you don't have time to sit and process shit. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so it makes sense when the world basically just stops and everything stops and you have nowhere to go, nobody to see, no, no, no practice, whatever. Well, yeah, one would figure that a lot of those feelings that you just kept pushing down now, you know, start bubbling to the top. Anyways, so he says all this and then Skip Bayless, you know, comes on and is like, yeah, but you're the you're the QB for the Dallas Cowboys. America's team. It's not America's team anymore, but he keeps saying that for not. some reason. Um, uh, and he's like, yeah, you're the QB for the Cowboys. You shouldn't be saying stuff like that. And it's just like, huh, that's interesting. 
Um, because, you know, one would think that if you do share something like that, that perhaps that would endear you to your teammates, knowing that you shared something not only with them, but with the world that you show the bravery in a sport that everybody's supposed to be manly men. Uh, we're not supposed yeah. to talk about feelings here. Um, and on top of that, it's not like he's sharing these things and saying, guys, I'm not ready for the season. I'm not ready. No, he's just saying this is something I'm going through. He's sharing these seasons and saying, like, I've been going through a lot. Yeah. I lost family members, battling depression, but come Sunday night football, I'm going to be under center, which to me, that's a sign of like strength. Yeah. Um, you know, and so anyways, Skip says, yeah, uh, you're the QB of the Cowboys. Uh, I don't want you saying things like this in public. Um, it makes you seem weaker, uh, makes the guys around you seem like a little less uh, sure of you. The reason why I even want to talk about this was because I wanted to say like, it was like the classic sign of somebody who's actually dealing with some shit themselves, mm-hmm. projecting. And, and what kind of dark place do you have to be in? If a dude saying, hey, I'm dealing with my brother who committed suicide, I'm dealing with my mom, you know, feelings of my mom passing away from cancer, and I wasn't really there to help out because I was playing his football things, for you to turn around and be like, I don't care about any of that. I mean, what's happening Sunday? Like, you know, that to me signifies you're in a dark fucking place. Like, I I don't don't even care about like, you know, know, Skip, you're an asshole because that's just his brand, right? His brand is to be an asshole. But I just realized, like, I noticed in this specific moment I was watching some of those clips of him talking about it is like... Dude, you're in a dark place. If yeah. that's where you're at, if he says all that and that's what you take out of it. That and I, I mean, you know, I think Skip Bayless just puts like the, he's a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. I think he just puts that team over anything else. Like nothing else comes before the team. That's scary, dude. And, and the players are like commodities. They're not like real They're people. Not people. So it's right? just like, Fuck. you know, show up and play, win games so I can talk about it on the radio. Yeah. And, and that's really all that matters yeah. to, uh, uh, to Skip. To Skip. Which is, so it just weird yeah. uh, to say the very least uh which is why a lot of know. dallas cowboys fans don't uh, um dallas cowboys players don't even respect skip bayless even no. though he's a fan of the team yeah nobody really respects skip bayless except for you know apparently fox yeah uh, but anyways his dog uh, and his wife maybe 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 yeah, yeah, so yeah. Maybe. hi yeah. maybe yeah <laughs> um uh so uh yeah i just wanted to get that out real quick just because I, I saw that recently but uh this is again this segment is called uh this week last week um so another thing that I'm actually really looking forward to this week is uh, some movies that are coming out. Uh, this particular one is coming out uh, on Netflix, uh, The Devil All the Time, which I think we might be reviewing. It, it depends on this how they This is the, uh, the film with Tom Holland. Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson. Yep. Um, it's supposed to be adaption of a book. Uh, and so uh, I'm looking forward to that this week. Um, I'm looking forward to Ratchet. I don't know if you heard about this, but this is a, mm. a film or a series starring uh, Sarah Paulson. Uh, it's basically I, I don't know if you ever watched uh, one the one who flew over the cuckoo's nest with uh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is a series that's based off of the nurse in um, uh, in the mm. one. Who I'd flew have to jog my memory nest. a bit. But yeah, okay. she's so basically just Sarah like Paul. the villain of the, of the film. Okay. Um, she's like just like this terrible nurse who's like you know basically uh, uh, just doing all sorts of like evil shit to like yeah. the the patients at this uh, mental institution um so sarah paulson plays the n- nurse uh, nurse ratchet um and uh and yeah i'm looking forward to that i've always been a big fan of uh, sarah paulson and uh it, this series itself seems uh weird and quirky which is, is right up my alley and yeah. uh and obviously it's based off a of work that's a that is a classic you know the one who uh, flew over the cuckoo's nest another thing that i'm looking forward to is uh we are who we are uh, is also premiering this week on HBO, uh, which I'm also looking forward to. We, you would have heard our review of the <laughs> of the trailer. Is that the one we, but, we lost? Yeah, that, right? Uh, but that is yeah, in yeah. the lost tapes for the the fade somewhere podcast. in the universe. Yeah, we do not know where. <laughs> in uh, in a different dimension, uh, we, uh, we we did this review and you guys heard it. But I'm also looking forward to that uh, classic coming of age story with uh, I think, but but updated I guess for you know uh, the the time period we're we're in. Uh, with all that being said, that's what I'm looking forward to this week uh, and uh, some stuff from last week as well. Uh, but in any event, we'll just get fucking going here. I'll tell you what I'm definitely looking forward to. It's not coming out this week. Dune. Oh, I'm looking forward to Dune. Um, first of all, what is your familiarity with? Uh, with Dune, um, are you? Did you read the book? First off, I'm going to take that as a very. You can see my face. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't read the book. Uh, of course, yeah. I didn't read the book. Um, Fair enough. Uh, what's the fucking? I feel like I, I likened that book to like uh, like Harry Potter and all that shit back in the uh, day. Not exactly. Uh, it's more akin to 
I mean, if you're talking about books, I guess maybe, but, uh, but it, it, film wise, it's, it's more akin to star Wars than it is, uh, than it is Harry Potter. Although it's kind of the same fantasy sort of didn't see the book or didn't read the book. Didn't see the original film based on the book. Um, saw the teaser, the initial teaser that was released. Yeah. Watched the trailer. Mm -hmm. Didn't need the trailer. The teaser was good enough. (laughs) I, I think, I don't know. If this is the well, I hope this is the last trailer that they release. I'll say no, that. They don't no, they uh, didn't. Cause they don't need any more. Well, well, well show me the whole movie. It I'll, already looks great. I'll explain all that in a sec. Let me get through the synopsis first. Uh so for those who aren't initiated, uh so uh this is a feature adaption of Frank Herbert's uh, science fiction novel, uh, the story of Paul Atreides, a brilliant and gifted young man born into a great uh, destiny beyond his understanding, must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people. Uh, as malevolent, malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's uh, exclusive supply of the most precious resource existence uh, in existence, a commodity capable of unlocking humanity's greatest potential. Uh, only those who conquer their fear will survive. This is directed by Denis Villeneuve. Is that how you pronounce his name? I never know how to pronounce his name. I always feel like everybody's wrong and that he's just going to call like, hey, guys, uh, by the way, you've been saying my name. Wrong. Yeah, pretty much forever. Uh, unless he, until he corrects you, go with it. Yeah. And well, he can't correct me well, unless he wants to come on the show. Hey. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I know. Why not? What better place to come on to than the Fate Podcast? But uh, this uh, this uh, adaption of the uh, of the book, um, this film is written by uh, John uh, Spadis, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. uh, Eric Roth, and of course Denis Villeneuve himself, and of course uh, uh, Frank Herbert gets uh, a credit as well since he obviously wrote the book. Um, This film stars Zendaya. that's another name. I don't know if I'm pronouncing. Am I pronouncing that right? Zendaya? Zendaya? I think it's Zendaya. Zendaya? Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. I'm fucking up. Um, Re- Rebecca Ferguson, uh, uh, Timothy Chalamet. I'm, pro- I'm pronouncing that correct, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jason Momoa. And of course, the incomparable Oscar Isaac. Is there... Can you revive a, 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 any sort of um, franchise without Oscar Isaac? I don't think that's possible, right? Like you need him to do it. Like it's like a prerequisite for restarting a franchise outside of perhaps maybe the Fast and the Furious franchise. Um, I mean, shit, if he jumped on there, he might. What I, if, I feel like he could do no wrong. I haven't seen a movie Oscar or uh, seen a movie or seen Oscar Isaac in a character that I haven't enjoyed. He's like a chameleon. He can he play can, anything. He can do nothing wrong. If he played um, a black guy, I'd, I might even be like. Uh, I might be into yeah, it. I don't know. It depends on how Robert Downey Jr. did it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, that was great, actually. So I think I think Oscar Isaac can do it, too. What if he and The Rock teamed up, right? Because The Rock seems like the the franchise restarter. I feel like they just need to get them I feel to like the, the I feel like he could level The Rock up in his like acting ability. Like The Rock. No, no, no. Right. The Rock will I still be terrible. Don't. Yeah, that that'll that he'll yeah, still be bad. I feel like The Rock could play up to his competition. No. No, I mean when when he's opposite if Kevin he just Hart, beat him up maybe when he's opposite Kevin Hart, you just you know you're funny rock, but like opposite Oscar Isaac, no. you probably wouldn't want to level up. No, you don't think I'm, so? Hard no. Um, but you just hate uh, the rock. <laughs> I don't really hate him, but okay. So here's the mystery, right? Uh, will or will it not be coming out in December? Because right as of right now, it's set for December 18th. But there's been rumblings that perhaps uh, they're going to change the the release date for the film. Um, I can neither conform conform confirm nor deny uh that that is actually happening uh according to my resources uh which consists of google uh it's still a mystery in terms of uh exactly what will be happening with uh with with dune at this time yeah i don't think this comes out december 2020 i mean you got wonder woman uh, 1984 coming out in that same month i think just like the week prior um it just doesn't make sense for a movie of this like magnitude a movie this big why drop why wait to drop it at the end of the year when it's already a busy time and who knows if people are even going to be going out, out to the theaters then so yep. covid-19 is not going away uh, you got flu season it's going to be cold as fuck football season Bro, i'm not going to go see dune they may I, as well drop it at the top of 2021 i don't know, I don't know man i might I might have to make some exceptions here. I am so fucking excited for this movie. Uh, I recently read Dune because I had never read it. Um, not when I was in school. Um, but I had recently read it because it was recommended to me. Uh, shout out to JP. I, I'm working on a project of my own. And he was saying that uh, Dune was kind of similar in some ways to, to sort of the idea that I was thinking of. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Let me, yeah, let me pick up Dune. So when I say pick up Dune, I meant listen to the audiobook mm-hmm. uh, because it is a long fucking book. Uh, or at least it was for me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's such a, 
interesting story and it's so complicated as well, but it's so suited for, and I'm so excited that Denis Villeneuve uh, is the director for it because I, I was in awe of what he did with Blade Runner 2049 and his yeah. catalog is, you know, what were we talking about before uh, that um, Oscar Isaac doesn't miss, right? Denis Villeneuve, yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't miss. I haven't seen a movie um, where he, where he's done uh, a shitty job. Uh, uh, not, I was going to say science. Um, no, what's the movie with, uh, fuck. Yeah. Sergio's going to be pissed. So what? Arrival? <laughs> Arrival. That's yeah. what I meant. Uh, I don't know why I was about to Sicario. say Sicario. Uh, Sicar- oh my like fucking classics Prisoners uh, he, he has a was Prisoners phenomenal. was phenomenal another movie he did with Jake Gyllenhaal was um, um, it was an enemy it was no. an enemy yeah no enemy, enemy. It, was, it was yep. enemy yes yep. uh, enemy enemy is fantastic fucking weird movie but Very it was weird. fantastic movie the spider at the end spider oh, at the, the spider end. I mean the, why just spoil it I mean, I mean yeah. what the fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there was, I was talking about Spider-Man <laughs> Yeah, he turned out to be Spider-Man. Yeah, because he, uh, yeah, he is in Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. See it. You see. Oh, yeah, see I bridge that gap. Circle. Yeah, see full circle. Yeah. yeah, great job. Yeah, that's tying that thread. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So. So yeah, he he doesn't miss. But let's talk about the actual t- uh, trailer specifically, though. Um. So at the beginning of the trailer, we we have um we have Tim- Timothy Chalamet who's playing Paul Atreides. Um, he's, uh, he's talking to the, uh, Reverend mother, I think is, is her name. Uh, and he puts his hand in the box and, you know, there's just drama with that at the beginning. And for those who don't understand like the story of Dune, that's a pretty, you know, that you're basically at the beginning of the book right there. Um, and it, it was such a sort of a, uh, tense sort of moment. Uh, and he captured it so well. Um, and, uh, and then you go on through the trailer and then you just see sort of, um, the different landscapes that they use, um, or that they're going to explore in the film. You see a lot of the different characters. You see, uh, Jason Momoa, you see an Oscar Isaac, uh, and, I, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, Isaac is playing, um, uh, uh, he's playing Paul's father. Who's, um, who's, a Leto, um, Atreides, uh, and uh, then you have uh, Josh, Josh Brolin as yep. well. Uh, just like everybody, how did like what would the what was the payroll for? Like what did it when the accountant looked at it and was like, I mean, yeah, I don't know if we have we this pay account. People, like yeah. what is going on here? Do we need to take out a line of credit or some shit? Because they've got everything. Dave Batista um, stealing uh, Skazgard, who uh, you know is basically unrecognizable as Baron um, Harkonnen. Um, uh, and Javier Bardem uh, is Javier in this Dar- film. Yo, and and this is another team up between Javier uh, Javier Bardem and uh, um, and uh, Josh Brolin uh, from No Country for Old yeah, Men. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're teaming up again from from that. Uh, just everybody in the fucking film. Uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, going through the rest of the trailer, we just see different shots of things going on. Um, uh, I, I'm loving Rebecca Ferguson as uh, as uh, Jessica or Lady Jessica. Uh, in the film, I think she's definitely suited for it. Uh, and the film just is high drama uh, in very stark contrast to what we shall only speak of very limitedly, uh, the David Lynch uh, uh, adaption of the book um, for Dune, uh, which has been very much panned uh, across the board. Uh, there is nobody who likes this film. Uh, yeah. It's terrible. We shall speak of it no more. Let's move on. See, I didn't see that uh, movie, uh, wh- yeah. which I mean, and judging by Hard I mean, to watch. just the teaser yeah. and the trailer for this film, this, I mean, uh, great cast. You get introduced to a, a, a wide variety of the cast members throughout this trailer. Yeah. Stunning visuals. Zendaya, yeah. Um, one of the things I really liked about this trailer is like you get a chance to really see uh, the the costumes, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think, I mean, uh, when award show season comes around, <laughs> whoever the whoever did the costume design for this film is going to walk home with a, with an Oscar. Well, you would think, but uh, we're going to talk about why the Oscars kind of. Yeah, we'll be, we'll get to that yeah. later. But I mean, I, I think uh, this cast is diverse. It has Zendaya in it. That that, <laughs> that, checks, that checks that one box, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and Oscar Isaac. He's yeah. I, think, I think he's per, is he he's from Peru. He's Peruvian. I right? honestly yeah. have no idea. I'm, I'm pretty sure. All right, fair enough. Uh, um, checks those two boxes. We're good. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Long story short, uh, we are. Very much, and and you know, I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the the last sort of shot from the uh, from the film, which shows uh, shows you know us on um, uh, us on the planet, and you you see sort of the uh, the the giant sort of like worm monster. I forget exactly what it's called, and, and you know everybody can bury me for forgetting sandworms. I guess they're called um, uh, that are on Arrakis. Um, 
just fucking stunning, man. Yeah. Just just fucking stunning uh, to, to watch. Uh, thank God this this movie is coming out because <laughs> we need something to uh, like. Tenet was great, but I think maybe this movie is more of like the thing that can perhaps get people back out to theaters. Uh, in that it it'll it's going to be complicated, but also I think for even if you're even if you don't know what the fuck is going on, you'll still be able to like even if you hadn't read the book, which is different from a book that we're or a movie that we're going to talk about later. But um, but yeah. Um, not to waste too much time on this. I'm fucking stoked, so fucking amped for Dune. Um, and uh, this it looks every bit as good as I thought it was going to be when I heard that uh, Denis Villeneuve was uh, was directing. So uh, with that, I being still said, don't think we're gonna get get it in 2020. But again, we, we, this movie looks well phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, so like the. The, the cinematography for it's great. The fucking, the sandworms look freaky. But in another sense, uh, we've got a trailer for a movie called Freaky, um, uh, which is, I guess, kind of an offshoot of like Freaky Friday, I guess is what we're doing here. It's uh, close enough. Yeah. Switching, switching bodies with uh, not your mom in this case, but a, no, serial, but a killer? serial killer. Yeah. Which I guess is it's cool. You know, that might actually be fun if it were only for 24 hours. No, that would not be fun for 24 hours because a lot of damage can get done in 24 hours. You can do whatever you want to do in yeah, that 24 hours. Being and somebody else is going to get body. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. Can't go back. You can, take back. You, you can tie up some loose ends. <laughs> if you've got a court case coming up, <laughs> listen, I got to get this district's attorney out of here. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so let me give you the quick synopsis after swapping bodies, uh, with a deranged serial killer, a young girl in high school uh, discovers she has less than 24 hours before the change becomes permanent. This film is directed by Christopher Landon, um, direct, uh, written by Michael Kennedy and, uh, stars Vince Vaughn, Catherine Newton, uh, Alan Ruck, uh, Uriah Shelton and Katie Finneran, um, and is due out November 13th of this year year uh and also i think it's uh, due out on netflix uh it's a netflix film um what did you think of the trailer for freaky uh the trailer looked interesting i'm not gonna say it looked great uh, i'm not gonna say it was you know would i run out to go see this in theaters probably not but the trailer was interesting enough to capture and keep my attention mm-hmm. um Vince Vaughn, happy to see him back on screen. I haven't seen a Vince Vaughn movie in a while. And again, you know, when I'm as I'm watching this trailer, I did think back to Freaky Friday. Yeah. Uh, I think this movie has the potential to be fun based off of the trailer. Yeah. But I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to run out to go see it in theaters. Yeah. No, I, and yeah, it's luckily it's on Netflix, so you won't have to. But, um, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Why am I thinking this was in theaters? I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, cut that part. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought this trailer looked really interesting. Uh, I, I'm, I'm loving uh, Catherine Newton. Um, she, what I remember her from is, unless I'm mistaken, uh, she was in Supernatural, I think, uh, way back yonder. And when I say way back yonder, I mean, you know, maybe a few years ago. Um, and uh, I think she was great in that. Um Yep, she was in Supernatural. Yeah. Good pull. She was uh, recently in Pokemon, too. Yeah, uh, the what, Detective that? Pikachu? Yeah, yeah. yeah, didn't see it. Which is not bad. It's not? Surprisingly not bad. Mm, fair enough. Um, Vince Vaughn, obviously, is uh, Vince Vaughn always. Uh, so, you know, seeing him in pretty much anything is, is great. I remember the last thing I watched him, which I thought he was excellent in, was uh, uh, True Detective um, Season 2. was really the last thing I remember, like watching him in mm-hmm. i, I might have seen some stuff with him after that but i don't re- remember that all that well but uh true detective season two i thought he was fantastic in that um so in this trailer we we get uh sort of the the change up uh of of people you know the personalities where they swap bodies uh and so uh i thought it was interesting there was a there's a couple of laughs there i'm not always one for the kind of like you know like I guess it's funny to like, oh, Vince Vaughn dancing around like a teenager. And it's like, yeah. what is that style of comedy? Yeah. Called? Like, not like slapstick style of. Yeah, I guess it would be more akin to slapstick than anything else. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily enjoy that all that much. Yeah. Uh, like like overly theatrical. Like, yeah. Style it's of just comedy. like, come yeah. on. Like uh, we all know what the fuck's happening here. This is not, you know, entert- and we've seen it a billion times. It's not tremendously entertaining but um but i i enjoyed some of the uh the the jokes that they 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 made from the uh from the trailer i thought it was um even the poster seems like uh you know 
un, uninviting, I guess. Like, well, it seems like very like typical again, like, like going it, back to Freaky Friday. I think that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be sort of a mixture of because I think I, I saw one of the working titles for it, or I guess one of the somehow I can't come across this title was Freaky Friday the 13th. So I think it's supposed to be the mashup of mm-hmm. Freaky Friday as well as Friday the 13th um, and kind of com- combining yeah. those two. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and when is this? Uh, so November this project 13th. is coming out November 13th. So it's hitting yeah. after Halloween, which is interesting. Yeah. To say the least. Like yeah, yeah. it, it would have been well timed if it hit like the week prior or maybe like the the, the day of something yeah, like that. Maybe COVID has something to do with it. I don't know. Uh, but I feel like, I mean, if, if it's coming on November 13th, the project is already complete. Might as Netflix well push it up. already has the, the content. Or maybe they already probably. have a lineup. I don't, I don't fucking know. Yeah. It seems like they're missing the boat. But I'll whatever. watch it because yeah. now I know that it's on Netflix. Um, <laughs> I think this movie, for what it's, for whatever it's worth, for like what it's intended to be, it yeah. might, is going to serve that purpose. But don't have high expectations for this project. Fair enough. Uh, so again, that's uh, due out November 13th on Netflix. Um yeah, with that being said, we'll just uh, we'll push on here. You know, we get a lot of uh, sci-fi fiction. You know, this this movie in particular, uh, Freaky, it was a uh, it's a mashup of a couple different genres. You, you know, what else is a mashup of a few different genres was Blade Runner, right? Yeah. You, you get a lot of, um, you know, you get a lot of noir, right? Film noir. And then you get a lot of science fiction, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, great movie, staple, right? Uh, Ridley Scott, classic film, right? Yeah. Yeah, didn't know it was going to be uh, coming to real life. I didn't know we were actually going to be living in Blade Runner at some point in our lifetime. Uh, which we are, uh, you know, now that we get these images from San Francisco. Um, so let me give you guys the, the Lolo here. So it turns out that fires have been raging uh, along the West Coast uh, recently, I think up and down on the West Coast. So like even in Washington as well mm-hmm. as California with blazes uh, uh, breaking out Southern California to, to Washington, as I was saying. Um, so like. So basically, the skies are just fucking orange. Uh, this obviously prompted people to to, to kind of uh, post similarities. So everybody pointed out that hey, this fucking looks like Blade Runner, the the recent Blade Runner twenty forty nine that uh, that Denis Villeneuve, which we talked about earlier. And if you're watching this right now on YouTube, the footage that you're seeing here is real footage. I wonder how much of it California. is real, real, and how much of it has been doctored because I, it's just. Based off of what I've seen just on Instagram, just on the news, where they're not like editing it, editing it in any way. How do we know like, they're not editing it? Like I, I, yeah. I choose to believe that it isn't. I edited, feel like, but like how I do feel we like really this is that? crazy enough that yeah. if you were to take the the extra step to edit a little bit more, it's like doing the reality of the thing that's happening a disservice because you're not being authentic. Yeah. They would be this. a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I guess so this shot makes it so that we know that that's actually white light that's being shown. It can still be doctored, but that mis- makes me believe it a little bit more because everything else, you see how this is a little, everything's yeah. tinted. Well, so. I'm going to lean on the side of optimism here yeah. where I think well, the I think footage... optimism would be that it, it doesn't look like that. <laughs> no, I, I, optimistically, I think the footage, some of the, you know, the footage that we're seeing here, some of the images that we're seeing captured on Instagram, what we're seeing are on really, the yeah. news are not doctored, doctored or edited in any, any way. Sure. Um, in short, I, th- again, it looks like Blade Runner 2049. I bet the studio is thinking like, holy fuck, if we would have just waited on that project. If we, <laughs> so we would have started money. filming in 2020, fuck. we could have saved 400 million. Yo, Roger Deakins, because he, <laughs> he was the DP for uh, Blade Runner 2049. He's like, fuck, man. You know how much easier my life would have been in yeah. post? Jeez. If I, oh, <laughs> we yeah, yeah. Just- <laughs> in post. Oh, my gosh. Um, fuck. And, and, you don't have to fix it in post. It's and, in real life. <laughs> Addy, I think you had mentioned this um, uh, during one of our calls uh, earlier in the week. Like, if you are an aspiring filmmaker, if you're a uh, you know, if you're into cinematography, if you're an actor, actress, whatever, if you're doing anything in film and you're not out right now capturing some of this content, whether it's like B-roll, again, if you're an aspiring actor or actress, if you're not out, like just you know you know doing scenes whether even if you're just walking down the street you're you're putting together somewhat of a portfolio to use in the future you're doing yourself a disservice uh because this like the you know, how things are looking in California right now not having to do any back end editing <laughs> there's so much content right now that could be captured we're going to be i feel like we're going to be seeing this stuff yeah for a long time to come yeah so uh so uh, you know a bit of science here so um 
basically what we're seeing is like the smoke particles uh, because of the fires. We're seeing the smoke part particles in the atmosphere uh, that kind of scatter the sunlight. So, and I don't, I don't know the first thing about any of this shit. I'm literally reading somebody else's. That words sounds words. right. <laughs> no, spot on. Um, so uh, unlike a clear sky, uh, which we perceive as blue thanks to Raleigh scattering, I don't know what the fuck that is, Rayleigh scattering? I don't know. Uh, a smoky sky appears red and orange. Um, this is because smoke particles scatter or reflect wavelengths of light in the red portion of the visible spectrum. Um, red light has a lower frequency than blue light and therefore scatters less frequently than uh, blue light when the sky is clear. Uh, so that's a little bit of the reason why we're seeing these uh, hues here. But uh, obviously, you know, given shit with the environment in terms of uh, the effects of climate change and, and how they cause these uh, the, these fires to happen or at least exasperate, you know, the, the, the problem of these these fires. Um, yeah. So seeing weird shit like this is going to basically be the norm, which is weird when you talk about the dystopian future that was um Blade Runner 2049. Um, a lot of the shit that we're seeing as like fiction and past is now, now like, becoming coming like for, you know, future, yeah. Or not even future, present. Present. Yeah. Um, you know, people love to quote the book um, 1984, um, which, uh, you know, basically talks about, again, another sort of dystopian future. We're living a lot of the shit. Everybody's quoting it now because we're seeing a lot of that shit come, come, come to life, such as like. I wonder if there right. was a Simpsons episode that predicted this because <laughs> they've done uh, well at predicting. You see, a lot of that shit has been bullshit that you know people have like i don't know up, man you know to I make it know. seem like i mean the simpsons have been they, they've, they've predicted super bowl victories they predicted donald trump being president yeah, they didn't yeah i don't know it, it, it's, it's real it's All real right, you, you conspiracy theorists it's All real right, let's uh let's push on from this um what we will do is we will move on to perhaps the most important story uh, of all. Uh, as with every week uh, on this show, or at least most weeks on this show, um, we've got a little thing called Press Play. Press Play! Hey, my favorite segment hey. of the show. Another one. Another one. Another one. Um, this is another uh, they. Is that uh, what you, another they? Is they, that what you're talking about? They, the yeah, other one. He says, it? yeah, yeah. He's always like, <laughs> stay away from they. Don't let. They. Never heard it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's a DJ Khaled. I can't do it with his same enthusiasm. Uh, fair but um, we have a, a really interesting press, uh, press play, and I think the story around this particular one is interesting. Uh, yeah. So I fell asleep on this movie last night. We rewatched. <laughs> no, it. he didn't mean he didn't like. It's not like you just. Oh, you thought it was weak in terms of not watching it. And then you were like, oh, no, it's, it's a great movie. No, you literally. I, I fell literally <laughs> fell asleep on this movie last night. Um, so we were going to do this press play segment thinking that oh, I was only going to be able to speak to half of this film. But we watched it um, the end the end of the movie this morning here at Harv Studios. Uh, so we're going to be able to have a pretty uh, in-depth conversation about this movie. My opinions on the film have since changed. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, first of all, let me give you the synopsis of the film. Uh, uh, full of misgivings, a young woman travels. Uh, uh, first of all, I think we should probably give the name of the, the movie. Yeah, uh, why don't I'm do thinking that? of ending things is the name of this film <laughs> that we're talking about. Um, and uh, full of misgivings, a young woman travels with her new boyfriend to his parents' uh, secluded farm. Upon arriving, she comes to question everything she thought she knew about him uh, and herself. Um, this film is directed by Charlie Kaufman and uh, written by Kaufman, uh, as well as uh, Ian uh, Reed. Uh, yeah, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, um, who actually wrote the book for the uh, that the film is based off of. Um, so, yeah, for, let's, let's not mince any words. Let's jump into what we thought about the actual plot of the uh, of the movie. So I'm going to be very honest here. <laughs> that was no I'm up for, for a good quote. I didn't understand the plot of this film until the last 10 minutes of the film yeah and even then i i had like maybe like two or three understandings of it and i was trying to determine or decide for myself which one made the most sense yeah. um but as you're going through the movie you i was able to follow and you're able to track right but you do so not really understanding what's going on uh so you get introduced at the beginning of this film again this young couple they're uh, embarking on this kind of like road trip out to see or to meet this gentleman's parents along the road trip um they uh, uh 
you know, it, it, we, they enter kind of a snowstorm, so they're getting some really bad weather. You feel the mood and, and the tone of the film kind of shift. One of the things I thought was most interesting is like when he first picks her up, she has on like a bright red coat and like a yellow hat and scarf. And as they're going uh, further into this road trip and they had like they start having like this like weird, deeper, darker conversation, her outfit changes. Yeah. And she has on the blue jacket and so on and so on. So I, I thought like little things like that were interesting, mm-hmm. but it also made you lose track of like time and where you were and like kind of what's happening. But anyway, so they get to his parents' house, they're having these like really weird, uncomfortable conversations. Time keeps shifting throughout the film. At, at one point the parents are old, at one point they're young. Um, the house seems to operate in a in a different field of time as well. Um, that's kind of all of those things kind of lose me. And then what it, what this film does well is it kind of ties it back up at the end for you. Yeah. Um, so you can enjoy this film while being lost at certain points. And then towards the end, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what was, uh, really interesting. Cause I, so I had read the book, uh, which is why I was kind of excited to, uh, to watch the movie. Um, I think that there's, there's really stark differences between the book and the movie, which make it infinitely harder to understand what the fuck is going on in the the movie. Um, so, so as uh, as they're heading to um, as they're heading to his parents' place, uh, they the conversation that they they have is a very sort of strange conversation, right? That that and it almost and and Addy got to give a shout out to you because you kind of took the words out of my mouth, but you said this earlier today, but they are essentially like finishing each other's sentences. They're like, it's just like, it's like almost like one person talking, mm-hmm. but with how rapid the conversation and the editing is is being done. And so maybe I guess I could talk about that when we talk about the cinematography, but um, uh, it, it just leaves you in a very sort of strange place. And then you arrive at the parents' house and things are even stranger there uh, of just the communications and also like the, the sort of the weirdness of time. Um, and so you're left with not understanding exactly like where you are. And, and shout out to um, shout out to uh, Jesse Plemons uh, and Jesse Buckley, uh, who played Jake, as well as uh, I guess what would be called young woman, because their her name is said like many times, but it always changes. Right. You call go from calling her Lucy to calling her um I think it's like Yvonne or something like that is at one point we call her Louise at Louise one point or something like that some shit um and then at a certain point he even calls her like uh, Amy, Amy or, or something along yeah, those lines. Or yeah Ames or some shit um and so uh so you're left with this sort of like surrealist like what the fuck is happening here sort of vibe from the movie so one of the stark differences between the book and the movie and this obviously happens in a lot of ad- uh, adaptations is obviously you're not able to get into a person's mind obviously we actually go through her um uh this young woman's mind because she's sort of narrating but early on in both the book as well as the movie you start to learn that she's a really unreliable narrator that Mm -hmm. she's sort of narrating the movie or uh the movie for you but you know for one he keeps interrupting her like that's one thing i noticed a lot that he interrupts her thoughts yeah and it's almost like and he's almost like reacting to her thoughts that he seems agitated because uh because she's thinking something that mm-hmm. he's just like irritated by. Um, so I thought all that was, was really interesting. Um, and, and so you, you start to, as they get to the farm, um, you start to understand, okay, that they haven't been together too long. They, they tell the story of how they first met like uh, six to the weeks parents, or so, uh, six weeks, but then there's like facts that are missing from there that they both are kind of like, Hmm, Mm-hmm. what's you know we don't neither of us really knows what's going on there and then they just kind of move on um and then when we get to the house then this what you're talking about as far as like issues with time like you know their parents go from being uh, middle-aged to being really old to being really young yeah um and uh and and there's a lot of imagery that's put in here one of the most sort of like i guess uh apparent is uh so the woman sees a picture on the wall and the picture to her looks like her you know and but you know jake is basically like no that's me she's like no that's definitely me well but why would i be in this picture yeah and so things start to like unravel from uh from 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 that case but then also another thing that kind of hints to sort of the big reveal of the movie um even though it wasn't necessarily revealed flat out uh was how they kind of flip intelligence and i don't know if you caught that where it goes from she's telling the story of how they first met, right? And uh, 
she's she can't even remember some of the words that he used, right? Um, or that she's remembering that he used when when they first met. Um, that she's struggling to like really like interpret the words, understand what they mean, yada yada. To at scenes when the, now they're in the car, back in the car as they as they're leaving uh, his parents' place, and now she's you know basically, and I forget exactly what she was talking about. I think she was like quoting. Um, something about physics i want to say because mm-hmm. uh, she go and then also that's another weird thing too that she goes from being like an artist to she's studying physics yeah she's a poet. like poet yeah. you know and so all these different things and um all of it is leading you to understand you know we might as well since we're running out of time to, to kind of get to the point but um to understand that uh we're essentially watching this guy jake as he's either dying or has died um but we're sort of re each one of the characters outside of maybe i think perhaps his parents um are essentially representations of him of things that he's remembering from his past um and so that was the big reveal of the movie it was a little hard to parse through if you're not familiar with the book because in the book they're way more explicit with that point um that you get to the end and it tells you basically the, the ending is a little bit more like defined. It, exactly. The then, then the film. It's a little harder to pick out in the film, but you were even able to get to at least most of it before, um, before we, you know, told you exactly sort of what was going on. Um, and so I thought that was all really interesting, an interesting way to sort of put it all, uh, all together. Um, I think that my issue with both in both cases is that they kind of, in a weird way, and I guess maybe this is the big conversation that's happening around the book is that they kind of romanticize suicide is mm-hmm. essentially sort of like what the um, uh, what the issue is with with both. Um, I think that they kind of do um, in, in in a lot of different ways. Uh, that they, they make, kind of like make it ending dis- things feel so like serene and peaceful. Like, oh, it'll be so Actually, I mean, it wasn't, and- it wasn't serene or peaceful, but it was they try to make it poetic. Mm hmm. And I think that that's sometimes like, where's the line, right? Between yeah. making something, because when things are poetic, it becomes things that you're trying to like, you're, is is okay to like mimic or it's okay to like, oh man, I want to be, you know, poetic and I want to be, you know, it's beautiful in a way. And, you know, but it, truth is, it's not, it's ugly, it's dark, it's fucked up. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that this film nor the book really sort of like, I guess it's all dark, but mm-hmm. I don't. It, it does it in this really sort of artistic way, which kind of detracts from the fact that it's a dark, really from dark like the thing. Harsh reality I mean, like the, the movie thing. itself is kind of dark. The book itself was kind of dark, but it's all done in this really poetic way, which yeah. kind of takes away from from that. I think underlying thought. Um, but uh, but in any case, let's try to breeze through the rest of these real quick. I know you're you're very limited on time. Um, so let's talk about the uh, the characters real quick. Uh, who's your uh, MVP? Who's your runner up? So my runner ups, um, I'm going to give two runner ups and my MVP. I'm going to have to like make just a quick decision there. So uh, <laughs> Tony Collette, who plays uh, mother, I thought she did a phenomenal job um, just making you like you felt their relationship like this, like uh, kind of like a strange mother and son relationship. She was she made you uncomfortable she was unsettling um at certain points she seemed like a charming loving mother and it was that dinner conversation that made it difficult for me to like understand what's going on like yeah. uh, is it him is it her is it them and i thought it was because of the performance that both parents had yep. so she's one of my runner-ups um honestly i know this is going to sound weird because he did such a stellar job of this film jesse Plemons is also one of my runner-ups mm-hmm. um his performance was was stellar, but I think there are two people, in my opinion, who like really uh, shine for me. Mm. Uh, so my MVP two <laughs> is going to be uh, David. Uh, uh, I don't know what the fuck the Willis. Dwellers, Dwellers, David Dwellers, who plays father. I thought that he, for me, at a certain point in the film, I'm thinking like he has like a bigger role in all of this like because he seemed put together but also just a little bit crazy he seemed like he knew what was going on a little bit more than everybody else he was charming he was funny he seemed like he was less crazy than everyone else and at a certain point i started wondering like all right does this film kind of 
you know, uh, revolve around him at a certain point. Um, and I think it was because of the way he played this character and conveyed this character and all of the things, all the nuances of this character that for me, that really stood out. Like I kept thinking back to the father in this movie, like what role did he play in all of this? Yep. Um, and then my uh, MVP one is going to be uh, Jesse Buckley, who plays young woman. Um, you like her from the beginning and you root for her throughout this entire movie. Uh, you, you see her character go through all of these, you know, uh, changes in either like her mental state, her changes in, you're following changes in her outfit. You're worried about her. You're scared for her. You want her to win. You think at a certain point she might be the villain. And she does all of that in, you know, a matter of two hours uh, yeah. in, this, in this character. So I thought she did a stellar job. She's my yeah. MVP. I'll, uh, I'll make this quick. Uh, so my runner up is uh, Jesse Buckley as well. I thought she was fantastic in the film. I thought she was uh, she was it, she had a weird task to, to, to take in that she was both again like the narrator of the film, but also she wasn't the narrator of the film. Yeah. So I thought that was a very interesting because at times she was like we're seeing the story through her lens right mm -hmm. then other times definitely not um and so i thought that was a hard thing to try to caption i thought she she did it really well uh but yeah uh, i think you know and maybe this is just remnants of uh, watching hereditary but i thought tony collette just anytime i see her on screen i am both in awe of her in terms of just like holy shit she's such a great actress and also scared of shit of her i don't know like what it yeah. is about her but yeah. she just when she was just incessantly laughing creepy as fuck all right yeah. i you know and so but she pulls it off well uh and so um you know given the descriptions that they had in the book she was like to a t she she sort of um hit all the marks as, as far as that goes so she she gets my mvp vote um because she just uh i think she's just amazing and by the way the casting by credit on this film is rory um uh, bergman um as well as uh, jenny mccarthy um Although I don't think it's that Jenny McCarthy. Uh, let's talk super quick about the cinematography, uh, which uh, the cinematographer of the film was uh, Lucas uh, Zal. Um, so uh, a couple of things that I took away from the film uh, cinematography wise is that they, they kind of uh, they told the story through the cinematography, really. That, OK, so take, for instance, like when they were in a car, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of the times when uh, they would show you the conversation that was happening between um, Jake as well as uh, this woman who, for argument's sake, let's call her Lucy, since that's the first name that they that we call her. Um, uh, you're seeing it from his perspective uh, in that the camera angle stays on his side of the car, but just kind of drifts over to her. Um, which is, it, it's basically signaling to us that, oh, like she is him, you know? Uh, and they do that so many, uh, so many different ways that it's almost like, you know, uh, I can't even list how many ways that they just use the way that they shot it to tell you what they're trying to tell you without telling you directly. Yeah. Um, and I thought that they did that beautifully, uh, throughout the, um, uh, throughout the film. And so, and I agree with that. And one of the things that I think they did well on top of that is like they didn't use like what you know a standard angle for the camera it was like they were shooting him um directly outside of the, the driver's side window they weren't shooting directly uh into the windshield it was like these kind of like these like low angles uh that were like, you didn't get a great shot of him you didn't get a great shot of her yeah they were still like very intimate Combined, like yeah. you know like it kind of created this like unsettling yeah. um, conversation between two people, which, you know, may have just been one person. Yeah. So I thought both the way they shot it and the angles that they used uh, made for like a really like unique uh, kind of like environment or, or tone to the whole thing. Yeah. And then just another little minute way that they, they kind of pulled that off was uh, if you notice, like the dad doesn't ever look at him. Mm. The dad I, literally I, I, I didn't notice that. just looks at her, which I don't know. I, I don't know exactly Obviously, we know what they were trying to communicate, but uh, knowing that on the backside is way easier to sort of suss that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I noticed the entire time that the dad literally doesn't look at him the whole time. Like even as he's holding him, because um, I think he has to help him up at one point, he still doesn't look at Jake. He only looks at uh, yeah. again, like what we call Lucy. Um, so uh, let's uh, move on to the score of the film, which we don't have to spend much time on. The music by credit on this is uh, Jay Wadley. Um, the score of the film, I, I thought that uh, 
we didn't really get too much of a score until we go to some of the un, until the illusion is starting to break mm-hmm. until we start to understand exactly what's going on that they really just use a lot of like the the natural sounds of the environment in order yeah. to kind of make it um sort of i guess just a lot more creepier and, and just a lot more intentional um but i didn't really start to notice the score until we start getting towards the school exactly um, and, and things like that um so just a couple of extra notes on, on this movie. Uh, for one, I'll say Charlie Kaufman clearly was the perfect person to direct this movie. I don't know if he sought the story out or if they sought him out to direct it, but clearly he's the perfect person to 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 do this. And I say that because of his history, right? That he directed um, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, mm-hmm. um, which I'll, I'll talk about in a sec. But then he also was one of the producers on Being John Malkovich. So all these movies are just weird fucking movies, right? That are really offbeat, yeah, uh, offbeat uh, movies, um, and uh, Eternal Sunshine. And this movie is basically Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, without um, with the characters all being the same person. Yeah. Essentially, with the because it plays with time and it plays with going backwards and forwards in time and things like that. Um, but it does it all through the perspective of like one a person having other people play the same role, but um, or play him. Um, so yeah, so so we press play on the movie. Uh, uh, I'm thinking about ending things, uh, and uh, we hope you guys did as well. Let us know what the fuck you thought about the movie uh, below. Let us give us your 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 understanding of it as well as uh, just how you felt about the movie overall. How did you feel about the book? Did you like the sort of the how they portrayed the book, or didn't you like you know how they how they did things in, from the book? Most interestingly enough, like if you've done one or the other, if you did it in reverse, if you read the book and saw the movie, or saw the movie then went back and read the book, I think those perspectives are like really interesting. So I would really want to hear from the, those people. If you've again, if you've done one in reverse, uh, share with us your thoughts on like what you think of seeing the book or reading the book first versus the movie or watching the movie then the book. I yep. feel like you'd have two very different perspectives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so with all of that being said, uh, I think we are going to hop out of here. We're a little bit of an abbreviated show, but uh, but maybe we'll try to make this thing more, a little more compact, a little more direct in your face. Uh, I don't know why that would be Straight to your face. Because, what, yeah, what did you used to say? Uh, d- uh, live and in your face. I don't know. I, I think you used, to, you used to say straight to your face. Straight to your face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You should bring uh, that back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we appreciate you listening as always. Um, so if you, uh, uh, you know, listen all the way through, again, we appreciate you. We love you. But uh, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that share button. Share the shit with everybody and everybody. And I just hit the camera because I, I'm flailing <laughs> my arms here. Um, but um, yeah, share the shit with everybody uh, that, uh, that you think can benefit from uh, from from the conversation uh with that being said i think we will uh hit the very usual protocol fade out peace the fuck out <laughs> very so, true tennis still uh, all right get the fuck out <laughs>